Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we continue our adventures through Women in Film Month. That's right, this is uh, films by women, for women, and indeed, everyone else. Uh, We have chosen to look at a more recent film this week. We are looking at 2019's Book Smart, or Book Smart. I can't tell if it's, is it a one-word title or two? That's that's what I want to know. It's written as though it's a one-word title, so I guess we have to call it Booksmart. Uh, joining me to watch Booksmart, uh, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it is Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. How are you, Dr. Ellen? I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Excellent. What do you know about Booksmart? Uh, I remember when it came out, I think it's about teenage girls. That's about all I know. Cool. That's it. That's that's more or less it. Yeah, it sort of it sort of was like on my periphery, mm. um, and I was like, "This looks interesting," and I never watched it. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, so. about, that's about it. <laughs> well, that's all the qualifications you need to be on this episode. So <laughs> super duper. Uh, it, it is a, a, a end of high school coming of age yeah. uh, sort of film. What what was your last year of high school like? Oh Jesus. Um. It was 2005, so the fashion was horrendous. Mm. I was the only girl at my ball with sleeves. I wore like a Lord of the Rings inspired sort of medieval dress made out of sari fabric. Mm. Um, Perfect. Yeah, I did four TE subjects, ATAR subjects now. Um, And I took out the dance award, but dance was not a... um, Dance was not... Uh, an ATAR subject at that time so I took out an award that was fundamentally useless mm. but I got a nice book so that was good so it was a good time is what I'm hearing <laughs> oh it was alright yeah I it... wouldn't go back to it okay I didn't like being a teenager very much okay. I turned 20 and I was like yes I don't have to be a teenager anymore because I hated being a teenager okay so it was but... okay but not not brilliant it was fine I had lots of really good mates at school um and I think year 11, year 12 was when we all sort of started consolidating really nicely into a nice little like group, mm. which was fun. Um, yeah. I honestly think probably best year of high school was probably year 10. That was like a good sweet spot because you didn't have exams. You didn't have like that kind of nonsense going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Well, joining us as our guest who has seen the film uh, and will be finding out some high school information from as well, uh, it is Anna Sheehy. Good evening or good morning or good day, whenever you're listening. Indeed. Uh, Good insert time here Mm. to you listening at home. Uh, Anna, you have seen this film. Mm -hmm. Um, In a vague non-spoilery sort of way, first of all, is it book smart? Is it book smart? Or is it It... book smart as it might be? (laughs) Um, it is book smart, I right. believe, as it revolves around some fairly studious individuals. Right. Uh, and yes, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what's it about? Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, I don't want to get too specific, but it sets itself up very early, so it's not really going to spoil it if you end up watching it. But yeah, it's, it's about two young women um, who have a really close friendship, and it's the very end of high school. And I think it's about all of the sort of regrets you might feel leaving high school with mm. all the expectation of like, this is the best time of your young lives and you should be doing this, this and this, but also setting up your future and your career. Mm. And so trying to figure uh. out how to juggle like, did I party enough? Was I s- smart enough? Was I yeah. this, that and the other? Mm. And, oh, um, chestnut, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which is more important. And in this film, they realize that maybe they didn't balance it right and they try and fix that. Oh, okay. Mm. Very interesting. Um, 
What was your high school experience like, Anna Sheehy? It was completely non-existent. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> he said, I acting shocked. All of it because I was homeschooled, baby. Interesting. Mm. Now I do know this about you, yeah. uh, which is why I thought it'd be funny to ask. But um, <laughs> I, I suppose that's actually a really interesting question. As as one of the people who was homeschooled before it was cool slash necessary because of COVID. Absolutely. Um, poses. What 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 are films? <laughs> what are films set in schools like for you? As, as you just didn't have the the physical experience yeah. of being um, there. Very very interesting. I think it's such like a classic thing growing up to watch like every movie is based around school it's like the glue of social interactions yeah Mm. every every movie and every freaking musical about teenagers are all set it's all set in a high school or like in a club connected to a high school Mm. um so i think obviously we're all the same chemically growing up it doesn't matter if you go to like institutionalized learning or not Mm. um so there were definitely things i could appreciate but stuff around like (laughs) anxiety around exams um like mean teachers and stuff like that. Mm. I think they always affected me more because I was like, that seems insane. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> way a grown adult would be so cruel to children for no yeah. good reason. Like that's bonkers. So you're watching Ferris Bueller where the principal's like <laughs> yeah, trying to like, trying to track this? him down. What like, was this what was asshole's this? deal? <laughs> watching Harry Potter just like, oh my God, Snape's a real dick. Someone should like talk to him. Yeah. Like, Somebody should give these people therapy. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, I think, I think there's a certain element of like, because it is such a fantasy. Like, very few people's actual high school experience mirrors a high school movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was either, you know, it's either focusing on the nerds and you're like, well, I was kind of happy in high school and I had a mm. medium amount of friends and it didn't go too bad. Or, um, you know, you're looking at, like, the people who are the most popular and the coolest and this was the best time of their lives, <sighs> which I don't think is realistic for most people. Mm. So even, even that, I know it's kind of, they're all kind of a fantasy. But this one, given mm. my experience, probably... Um, because I did like group homeschooling partially. So I did have classes and I did have like groups with my peers and that kind of social mm. interaction. Mm. But mostly mirroring kind of like a university experience of young young adult friendship because I went to university quite young. Mm. This movie probably comes the close to like realizing actual young female friendship of mm. any movie I've ever watched. And like women are weird, girls are weird. <laughs> mm. And I feel like yeah. a lot of high school movies go, they're only talking about boys, they're talking about clothes. And maybe one of them is a bit nerdy. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Whereas this is actually like, I feel like a realistic representation of how women talk to each other when they're alone. Yeah, which um, is terrifying. Yeah. Which yeah. is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> really funny and, and really awful things that happen in I'm this movie. Looking, so. I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah. Because yeah, I find a lot of the time it's very like, and it's the same thing with the way that they like market like toys and things to your little girls. And they're like, oh my God, like Barbie this, that, blah, 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 or whatever. And it's like, this is not how little girls play with Barbie dolls. <laughs> they like do like satanic cults with them yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's like a like whole legit. soap drama. Yeah. 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 Um, long lost children. Yeah. Affairs. Mm. One there's, of you secretly an alien. Like <laughs> there's this, there's this amazing story um, that I've seen a couple of times slash through um, online, which is like, this is a classic example of like just how weird little girls are. And it's this little girl, it, it's, this, it's this lady. She's like telling a story about how um, she had her Barbie dolls or whatever. And she used to watch adverts on TV and be like, these guys have no idea how we play with our toys. Because she said, you know, I used to get a washing basket um, and like 
throwing my Barbie dolls into it, but she'd like walk them over to it ceremonially chanting the death pit, the death pit, and then throw them in and then pretend they were being eaten by like untold horrors. and like, would shake the basket around and be like screaming and stuff. And I was like, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. That's every, exactly what every it's like. Every story begins with like, well, we've crashed on a desert island and now we must survive. Yeah. And like, exactly. that's the beginning. It always begins in some form of tragedy, uh, which adds to the drama. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is an amazing movie. And even if you haven't been to high school like me, I think you can still really benefit from that sort of like look into a close female friendship mm-hmm. um, from a more accurate perspective. So with all that being said, shall we watch Booksmart? Sure. Let's, get to Let's it. do it. <laughs> okay, for those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services and prepare to get straight A's and give zero F's as we watch Booksmart. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Booksmart. And by we, I, of course, mean Anna Sheehy. Hello, hello. And Dr. Ellen Sears. Hello. Dr. Ellen, that was your first time watching Booksmart. What did you think? Yeah, it was all right. I wasn't, like, super blown away by the story. I think there was some nice cinematography. Mm. It was all right. It was all right? It was all right. It was fine. It was fine. Nice. I wasn't like, oh my god, amazing. Mm. But like, it was a good film. Didn't make you want to revisit your high school days? No. Okay. <laughs> really, really didn't. Didn't find it glamorous at all? That that youthful living it up? No, because that also wasn't really my experience. I just kind of hung around with my nerdy friends. And on a couple of occasions, we pretended like we weren't getting drunk in a tent out the back of somebody's back garden. Mm. But you were. But what we were. Yes. You didn't. Steal a car with the license plate. Of, no, because I did. Boy, like no, because I thing. couldn't drive. Yeah, None of my friends drove. Yeah, you didn't until you... well and truly after school. Yeah, that's fair. Because most of us were late birthdays. Mm. We Anna, had one Anna, friend who was yeah. born in February. Yeah, everybody else was the end of the year. Anna, we know that you were so radical. You didn't even turn up to high I school. I never turned a single class. Um, <laughs> school suckers. Yeah. Um, how how was it, it revisiting suck. Booksmart for you? <laughs> it was really good. I still really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot more things that stood out to me as like, yeah, it's interesting the difference between I think the, not just like the Australian school system and like stories I've heard from friends and like what I know is a normal experience, mm. but it's a that's like a very specifically LA movie. Mm. It's very LA, like rich kids. Yeah, yeah, rich kids. Stuff. I mean, they. It's interesting. Like, I love the moment at the beginning. Um, and when I watched it the first time, for me, that was like the okay. So this isn't the movie. Maybe I thought it was going into mm. where they're in the bathroom and they're like saying shitty stuff about Molly, which she partially deserves because she mm. seems like she's been a really rough person to go to school with for a mm. long time. And then you know she does her whole little "I'm better than you" and have fun in your like crappy little jobs kind of speech and walks mm. away and i remember watching it the first time and being like oh really and this is like our hero this is the person we're supposed to really like because that's like a would, yeah. ratty attitude and then suddenly like hey we're going to stanford i'm gonna work at google mm. i'm going to yale all this stuff um which is great but also <laughs> really pulls into perspective like oh these people have parents who are rich enough to send them to stanford yeah and yale um like not all of these people are going to be on you know yeah. special sports well like, i mean i mean <laughs> stuff. i mean triple a 
like got a good credit rating and i argue that could be because of like tuition and stuff like that mm. that's happening but like yeah you're right uh, the, the stanford kid got in through the the soccer program and things like that it, it, i thought that was a really great undermining of the audience's expectations it was the first time i watched it oh yeah, yeah again it was so like oh shoot because yeah i've, I've seen people make that speech in movies so yeah. many times yeah and in those movies they're justified and isn't that great you know they value themselves differently than mm. like these other people in high school which is so demeaning often to like other women it's often like a pity yeah. mm. you versus them in high school like i'm different from the other girls in mm. high school i don't care about the parties and the boys and whatever mm. and it's like no people are very people like yeah. all of these teenagers are human beings who are yeah. growing into adults and they have depth and just because you, you know, failed to look at it because you had such like a narrow view of mm. the right mm. way to go through high school. Yeah. The unisex bathroom is still strange to me. In Welcome she to California. Like, in the she mentions one thing, like yeah. as she leaves, she's like, I'm going to go to your weird bathroom mm. and then goes there. So I don't know. I don't know if it's something they fought for as like student president mm. to be like. Maybe. We want a gender non-conforming bathroom, yeah. but they really don't explain it, and it is quite bizarre. Yeah, it's. I think it's just partially an excuse so you can have male and female students in the mm. same bathroom and space. It was, exactly. Like, yeah. It was and just chatting. It was, it was kind of cool to see that in terms of like, because normally the the bathroom conversation is so gendered, where it's either yeah. men or women um, mm. doing that chatting. The fact it was like a collective thing was like okay does this need to be in a bathroom now? That, 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 that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Makes sense yeah. though, because it's kind of like a private space. Yeah. And Still gossipy no matter the gender, I yeah. guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it also does a good job of kind of showing like, look, we're in like very liberal California mm. where, you know, stuff, but it's also not made like a big thing. Like it's like, oh, there's a gender non-conforming bathroom. Like it's a bit weird. Mm. And then they're in there and they have the scene and then it's never mentioned again. And there's mm. not any, I mean, there, there, there weren't really any like, trans or non-binary students floating around no that i that i saw specifically yeah or that they actually like highlighted in capacity it's i mean like, amy's crush is called ryan which yeah. I think is interesting but i know that people use that name yeah for girls in america mm. it's just less common yeah, yeah so but but also like this film feels as though again it, it wasn't the point of the film to explore that this was an no, exploration no, of a sure. friendship and um you know the fact that one of them is is straight and one of them is gay mm. and seeing how that plays out in this setting as well as seeing mm. their friendship um and how they sort of encourage each other mm. with pursuing the sort of partners that they're interested in was quite nice because yeah. um like because i when watching this i was thinking of a lot of films i was thinking of super bad to be honest mostly yeah. which um is is, is such like a meaner version of this film. <laughs> um, but I also think is maybe a slightly better version of this film. I'm, I'm, it's been a long time since I've, I've watched it. I've never Superbad. watched it ever. So it, it's, yeah, I'm not familiar with it either. It's, it's, it, it's very much like this, but it's like three boys and it's the 2007 so like yeah. it's a very it's a very different that's probably viewpoint. closer to my experience. <laughs> yeah. But, Which is a bit sad. But I don't know if I really liked book smart that much or not like mm -hmm. I, I didn't dislike it and it made me laugh a lot yeah it made me laugh a few times but it it was a little bit i think it stuck quite close to that high school film formula mm. and what it did to break it was interesting but didn't feel that impactful to me i guess i really loved our our, our 
central characters of Molly and Amy. Mm. I think they nailed that mm. um, and like their relationship um, and their just their interactions. The they, dynamic is really good, mm. and I'm pretty sure Olivia Wilde, the director, got them to live together for quite a few weeks before they filmed, mm. so that they could gain some of that like. So you can get that kind of like actual like chemistry that you only really get when yeah, you spend literally day every, every single day. day. With a yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I really felt that like oh we just presume that. Um, you know, our daughter came out as gay and so clearly she's sleeping with her best friend. <laughs> it's going to be Molly. No, no, but look, like that's happened to me at least twice. <laughs> like with like best friends where it's been like, there's something happening there. And every single time it's been like, uh, no, but cool that you think that. <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I think it was a really, um, for me at least, like as a, a queer person knowing that a lot of the time, especially in coming of age mm. movies and like movies where a young character isn't straight, mm. um, that it's always portrayed as like very difficult for those people to have relationships with people they could potentially be attracted to. Yeah. Like they have. And the fact that that was neutral and never came up as an issue is really comforting mm. because yeah. I know a lot I of like people that. have like stress around that being like, mm. if I come out yeah. to my best friend, she'll think that secretly I've been hitting on her this whole time or like I'm in yeah. love with her. And it was just nice to see that dynamic because it's actually. Mm very common in real life yeah. but in movies it always seems to be made like such a hand-wringing like, kind oh, of no, big deal you know be, yeah and i like the fact that it's like she was already out she'd already been out for a couple of years yeah yeah and it was like 10th grade she said thing. or something mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. and the, the closest you got her to parents, that oh tension was her parents her <laughs> wonderful so wonderful parents who <laughs> that uh, maybe i was just to be honest i think the thing that i didn't like about this film was just it reminded me of that sort of teenage experience of mm. I think they really captured what a lot of kids are like. <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm like, I didn't really love this film. And when I watched Superbad, I was around the age of those kids. So maybe yeah. when we revisit Superbad, I'll be going, oh, they really are awful. <laughs> uh, what's this McLovin fella doing? But I can't believe they left that dinner. Yeah. Like even as a, as a, <laughs> if I was that age, I genuinely mm. could not have left a family dinner when my parents had made themed food yeah. with names for my grad or just the night before graduation being like yeah now's like, the moment but you, you know the impetus of it you know where yeah. they're so fired up or why molly is so fired up yeah it makes she sense feels so but, misunderstood but the i'll love you so much i'll live oh, and the, <laughs> the it was uh, what's it there's something me being your father is the greatest yeah. honor of my life so, yeah oh no like they were they were just lovely and the fact that they're both like it's established that they're both very Christian parents and they're but they're, okay but they're being super supportive and they're like okay we understand, we understand. yeah or they're like liberal feminist yeah l- lesbian was, daughter yeah delightful it was like I, I kind of wanted more of them I, I just wanted I, they could have just stayed for five minutes and eaten the food and then the dad would have been okay and like all that work that the parents <laughs> They'd be like put in. oh we're real tired we're just gonna yeah sneak out yeah um, but but that aside, they yeah, uh, uh, Molly and Amy are like what? Being nerds isn't cool. <laughs> or essentially, whatever realization they have, they they decide right, we're going to make it to that party. And they don't just make it to one party; they make it to three parties, three distinct parties. Yeah. Can I just say? I think probably one of my favorite things about this one was just Billy Lord just turning up at everything. They're like, how are you here? Every every time they were just like, how did you get here? And she's like, I've been here for ages. And they're like, how? Felt- how did you? felt very authentic to yeah that like insane social butterfly very yeah. chaotic seems to be friends with everyone despite we, we the fact can all think of someone them. we know who's like that yeah name them now <laughs> <laughs> i will not name and shame yeah not name and shame name and glorify 
Uzi, if you're out there. I mean, yeah, that is... We miss you. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what that vibe is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you always have that one person who is like Gigi in this. Yeah, and for, and, and for us, it's, 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 it's Uzi. Our, yeah, it's our dear friend Uzi. <laughs> Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're partying hard. Um, but yeah, it I'm was... I'm just thinking back to him under the table now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, and Billy Lord is sensational in this. She's so good. She really yeah. Good. And she's great. She's... Uh, and, and you can really see the Carrie Fishers in, in that scene <laughs> on oh the boat. Oh my God. On the top of the boat where she's like, we're going to jump off. We're going we're gonna to dive off the boat. Yeah. It was just wonderful. And again, it, like, it feels as though no I think I'm coming around to this film I, I started a little negatively but I think it's also partly because I'm a little bit tired and uh, it's been a long day and the more I'm thinking about this film I'm like no actually it's it's done a really great job mm. of of just sort of nailing that that feeling in that aesthetic of being like a, about to be an adult or being a young adult mm. and, and just Mm. wanting to go to parties and be with people your own age and and all the stuff that's involved with their <laughs> lives that I'm looking at going it's so removed from my experience as a 31 year old person <laughs> um, and I'm very glad a lot of it isn't in my life but at the same time yeah I think they, they do capture it really well mm. yeah um, there are a lot of aspects of like you know and like the party and it being so cramped and just so many friggin people mm. and I was like Oh, yeah, I remember this kind of stuff. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of, it, it reminded me a little bit of like cast parties for like after shows at university. Yeah. Like kind of more what it felt like. And mm. um, one of the like my favorite aspects when I watched this because the story is so inherently linked to the like address of the party. That's the main problem for yeah. the whole thing. Is like we know where we want to be, we can't get there. Mm. <laughs> no one is answering our messages. No one like. That is such a familiar feeling for teenage organization mm. where people aren't checking their phones. Mm. They're not messaging you back or they're busy or they give you like half a piece of information. Mm. Um, and that like urgency of like, we're missing things and mm. we don't want to miss stuff, but no one's being very helpful. stuff on social media and they're like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all happening. This hilarious stuff's happening. Yeah. Um, so the boat party that they go to first. Oh my God. I love his, I forget his name, but his character, the... The young, uh, the incredibly rich can't guy. Can't buy me love. Yeah, Jar- Jared. I think it's Jared. Yeah, yeah, best friends with Gigi. Absolute like, yeah. not a doormat. Like, clearly very supportive of her semi insanity. Mm. Um, oh, I'm such a sucker for characters like that. Yeah, he's like really he's sweet. so secretly sweet, mm. but yes, yeah, is clearly got this massive like L.A. bravado that he just believes. Like he says, like my parents, <laughs> my grandparents bought my parents love, and my parents. <laughs> by mine <laughs> in a line like mm. that's what he's used to doing um, yeah uh, yeah it, it is jared um as, as played by uh skylar gizondo or gizondo i'm not sure how to pronounce that um born in 1996 oh jesus yeah um he he's <laughs> he, he's so really hot. great and I, again jared is one of those people that i feel like i've met a jared yeah yeah uh yeah we, we <laughs> But I've was, definitely met a few people like Nick, like that opening thing where he's like banging his head on the lock. I'm like, oh no. I oh, the vice president with... Nick. <laughs> My God. I was yeah. like, I went to school with people like that. Yeah. Not many of them, but I did. Yeah. Ugh. Um. But yeah, no, he's, uh, he ended up being quite sweet. Yeah. Which was nice to see. Nick. Jared. Yeah, no, Jared. Oh, Jared. Yeah, yeah, Jared's really, really and, sweet. And to be fair to Nick, who he, he, I don't think he ever really lied about who he was. 
No, I think that's the disappointing thing about mm. Nick. And again, I think possibly a more realistic take on like a classic stereotype. Mm. Like if we'd been in a, I think a regular high school movie, mm. Nick probably would have done this as a prank. Yeah. yeah. And he would have come back or he would have disappeared and been a dick or he would have taken a video yeah. of He'd something gone, out of context. But he's just caught up in his own. Think that I love it. Ah. But, you know, yeah. Like I think you mentioned at one point, Stephen, mm. These two girls haven't socialized with any of these people yeah. on purpose. Like, mm. they say we've never done this. That's why they're not taking our calls. They probably mm. think we're talking about, like, class president shit. Mm. And so, like, it's great that they go and everyone's, like, really nice to them. Like, oh, my God, you came out. Like, what an honor for you to, like, finally come to one of our parties. Like, mm. we've been waiting this forever. Yeah. But also, they don't actually know these girls socially. Yeah. Um, and the girls don't know them, really. They have an no, idea well, of they 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 really they 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 do they really know what they do at parties. Like, they, they yeah. have literally never been in this environment before. Yeah. So, Nick's being really nice, and I'm sure Nick's having a great time. And, yeah, it's kind of fun to, like, flirt with Molly. But he he's quite possibly had a crush on Ryan for... The last year. And I mean, who's like? She's got tattoos yeah. and she skateboards. She's great. <laughs> she's pretty cool. But yeah, great it, hair. Yeah, it's. I think it's really interesting though that this film really reinforces that idea, which I think is one of the unique things that, that about this as like the high school film, about the fact that our protagonists are are kind of unreliable narrators because they self absorbed. They really. have these ideas mm. of who their classmates are and they don't know them and i think that gets reinforced again and again like with triple a yeah yeah like some of this it's like some of the stuff that was said about her is true but just because she she gives hand jobs to people doesn't mean (laughs) that she's a bad person if anything she's a caring sharing person (laughs) really (laughs) but but like having i think having that scene where she picks up molly after the party it really helps because it's so often that idea of like the reputation of a character is weaponized against the protagonists or the people we follow yeah. and seeing it flipped around was really lovely again with jared when he comes to the party he's like does everyone think my dad got me a prostitute like like it's yeah yeah it was really quite cool to see and i think as well that like you were saying about you know nick going and like making out with ryan and stuff like normally i think it'd be like oh it was like this big betrayal like mm. you know yeah. like he, he let her on for he, he led me on and da, 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 da. but it's just no like he has no idea mm. that that he's liked yeah. by this other person and he's just off doing his own thing like all these people are very like absorbed in their own shit mm. which is understandable because they're teenagers mm. like he has no idea and ryan has no idea that, you know, like, neither of them are aware that they have these other people who are into them. Mm. And they're just kind of doing what they're doing. Yeah. And there's and that's never really addressed. Like, they never come and be like, you belong to me. Or like, you know, I like you. And now you're with some, that's not fair. And da 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 And I think that's a lot more realistic. Yeah. Um, quick shout out for party number two, the murder mystery party. Oh, my God, my dream. Yeah. I, I wanted to say more of the murdering and the mystery, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. Um, but I, I really thought that was kind of like a fun middle sequence. Yeah. Um, particularly the doll trip scene. Very interesting. Yeah. Always my least favourite part of watching this movie. So that's why, <laughs> Ellen, did you like it? Because to be honest, it I felt... weird. I felt it just went on a bit lo- long. Yeah. It was like, I think I commented before we watched that there are some parts of this film where like, there's some sort of white feminist buzzwords or like themes that yeah. um, while I enjoy and I think actually make sense for these characters, 
uh, can be a little heavy handed. Like the fact that their code word for like back me up is Malala. Yeah. yeah. Like, did it have to be Malala Yousafzai? Like we know they love Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We know yeah. they love Michelle Obama. Like it's sort of tied in quite a lot, but it's to yeah. give you an impression of the character. I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like as well, those characters have very much like built their identities around like, we have to have like, you know, smart female role models and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, and I like mean, the parents being like, you look beautiful and smart and strong and brave yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, That's so cool. yeah. And, and yeah. Molly starts the film listening to like that very aggressive meditation yeah. take where it's like, you are better than everyone else. Those yeah. guys, like yeah. she has like take no prisoners on her wall, along yeah. with like free Palestine and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um. But I do think, yeah, the the doll scene, which is clearly, you know, it's it is interesting because I almost would have preferred for them number one not to actually be dolls. Obviously, we're seeing it from their perception. Mm. But the bit where they walk out at the very end as real people, but they're moving like dolls, mm. is way funnier than the rest of it. Yeah. Um. And the whole sort of lead up to the joke of them like looking at their bodies and being like, this is terrible for women's perceptions of themselves um, is yeah. not as like, I don't know, it's like one point and it's mm. a very long scene to get to yeah. one mm. kind of pretty basic point. The, and the, the thing that I, watching it for me is, uh, you know, I'm not a woman. I don't identify as a woman. Um, and I know that women talking about their genitals and masturbating and things like that is something that, whilst more common nowadays in, in media, is still relatively uncommon, certainly compared to men talking about their mm. sexual practices and masturbation and things like that. But I almost feel as though this film had already done that conversation better with the panda bear conversation. Mm. Uh, or indeed, like at the beginning of the film, where when the girls are at school talking to each other and they're referencing their vaginas and specifically like you know it's like oh you're gonna have so many girls in your vagina at college like i kind of feel like we'd we'd already had that that bit of cake already to an extent i don't Um, know if the doll scene fills that same conversation though yeah it's more about like bodily perception and like Mm. there you know previously they would be like you know all bodies are beautiful bodies and then this moment they're given the opportunity to see themselves i think i think it's because it starts that way and then amy embraces it yeah she's getting really into the way she looks yeah and And for me that was kind of like "Ah, okay like uh, yeah like the doll thing was was cool i just think it went on. i think it's i think it could be cut and i would enjoy the movie more yeah yeah personally yeah yeah i can see what they were doing but again if the trip had Mm. been something else you just needed to have the reveal of it and then have them walking out the door really Mm. like the reveal like oh my god my dolls no or really any other trip where they became like more self-aware like if they Mm. were lying on the floor like Mm. yeah Mm. or we saw one of them lying on top of the dresser trying to stop the other one falling off the dresser <laughs> yeah. just one shot of their real bodies if it had, yeah if it and had then, cut in between i would have found yeah. that hilarious and yeah i think that dolls. would have been very funny but yeah. yeah you're in it for so long and it just you're mm. like i think in that scene my mind wanders to what are they doing in reality yeah rather than actually enjoying what's happening in yeah. that moment mm. i'm thinking like what are they actually doing because that sounds like it would be really funny mm. but it's it's not exactly so yeah mm. yeah they tried something. <laughs> yeah, and look, most of the things they, they try in this film for, for the value of comedy really work. Like, this is a very funny film. Mm. Um, oh my God, the pizza guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh Jesus. So yeah, when they tie <laughs> their the hair. Masks. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a dumb thing yeah. to do. That's exact. I was like, I could have, I could see myself having yeah. done that. I just and and like, doing no, that th- instead of going into the yeah. physical pizza restaurant and being like, hey, we're trying to find our friend's party. Yeah. Like, not even trying that first before. Yeah. Don't show me a passcode. Oh, that's private information. Yeah. The, the one thing that, again, I felt like that was a really great scene. 
I'm a little bit disappointed he was actually um, like a like a like a <laughs> like, kidnapping person that the police wanted. Like, like he it, goes over, he's like, I could take you over state lines right now and yeah. tie you up in a little room with a saucer of milk. And you're like, oh, okay. But Interesting. For, for me, I think that now knowing that, <laughs> I think it's less funny, to be honest. I think it would have been mm. funnier if he was just some guy who was just like, just rambling, basically saying like, do you know how easy it is for me to kidnap you? You girls don't know how to look after yourself. Like, I love the idea of a yeah. serial killer being surprised. Yeah. And being shocked that other people, like, because he's constantly thinking about it. He's constantly, oh, I could take that person. I could take. Yeah. And then suddenly these two idiots walk in being yeah. like, can we have some information, these- please? We're desperate yeah. teens. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, just like, there's just no challenge. What are, like, what's what are wrong you with you? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about this all the time. Yeah, what's these- wrong with you that you're not thinking yeah. about it? These two fish have just jumped out of the <laughs> river into my boat. Too easy. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, that was a great scene. I loved um, just Jason Sudeikis in general, but I loved the fact that Principal Brown was one of their lift drivers mm. and just the whole playing the audio from the pornography scene. <laughs> and his book idea. Yeah. And the oh, noise yeah, they make where he's like, oh, I'm writing a book. And they make the noise that everyone makes when someone they don't like very much is writing a book. Like, mm. oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just love, yeah, the... the Whenever she gets her intuition, the because she's pregnant, the the baby kicks. I haven't figured out what and to the, do. And, the, and the better the intuition, yeah. the, the, the harder the baby kicks. Yeah, I know what she's gonna do. And I'm like, that's just every single person who has a pregnant person in a TV show ever. What are we gonna do when she has the baby? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're gonna like the same. Uh, she's a she's a lady detective. Yeah, that was wonderful. Just one thing just, you noticed about her. Yeah. And I love the great punchline to that whole scene is after the porn plays, he goes, is that a Cardi B song? Just <laughs> That was that was so very amazing. funny. This that film was... is full of just those really great <laughs> punctuations of really funny moments. And it's, and it's quite well put together. Mm. But there's something about it that doesn't feel like it's quite... It, yeah. it's, quite it's not quite in like the very top category of like these great comedies. I feel like it maybe doesn't have... Uh, yeah, it's interesting watching it because it they have such a journey from it's like it's clear you know, mm. oh we go to one party get another car get to another mm. party another problem yeah. happens we lose our phone blah 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 and then I think the crescendo is supposed to be they finally get to the right party mm. they're both trying to find the people they want to like hook up with but it I don't know it never mm. really like that's the mission and then you remember actually the mission and like the thing we're aiming for is graduation Mm. and it kind of like chops it a bit for me like yeah. I still really enjoy it but you get to the party and there's like the disappointment mm. of the party and mm. the bad things that happen and they have a fight and you're like that was inevitable your relationship has some issues mm. um, and then that leaves and you're like oh shoot like I think part of me believes that it's always going to end at the party the mm. first time you know like they'll finally get to the party and everyone will understand that they're fun too and that mm. will be the end of the mission and I've done it and then suddenly it's like, oh, no, and also graduation needs to happen. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I guess maybe it's because in this this story that they're telling and what Olivia Wilde is doing, and for a directorial debut, this is very strong. I mean, yeah. Like, this is really great for, for Olivia Wilde, and I'm like, want to see, wanna see what's coming next? Because, like, mm. for a first-time director, that is a great feature-length film to have Absolutely. as your first one under your belt. But it does feel as though part of them not honoring that expectation you had is kind of the point of the film because the like, film does take yeah, those it's not going to be perfect yeah, yeah like yeah it does take those turns they still get the big flashy ending when they crash the graduation ceremony in the car 
yeah. Um, kissing Jared. J- Jared and yeah. Yeah. Jared but, did a really good job. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. It's it's fun though. It's definitely worth watching. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and mm. I, I can see why. When I've spoken to people in the build-up to recording this episode this week, I've been saying, oh, yeah, we're doing Booksmart this week. A lot of people who've, who've seen that film are like, yes! They're, like, super engaged with it. And I, I can see why. It, mm. it is really fun. And I had a good time watching it. But I... Yeah, it just... I, I guess maybe... I guess maybe it was because that relationship never felt like it was ever going to be under threat, even when they had their big argument. Yeah, mm. Um, you sort of always knew that they were gonna, they were gonna be okay. Mm. Um, and it was yeah. I think also like you know stylistically it it ending very suddenly, which feels appropriate because that's the story told. <laughs> you know it's like, yeah. it's like okay and we're done we know where we're going next let's go <laughs> yeah but again part of me was like I kind of wanted to see them eat pancakes even though it's completely like not something that's necessary yeah. to the story no i kind of want a sequel like yeah. yeah i'd like to know more there was something that made me a bit uncomfortable in this film and it was oh, the teacher student oh. yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no thank you yeah um <laughs> you're 20 right oh like yeah. he is because he skipped he he, he failed, failed two years or yeah, yeah twice yeah third but that's the not that's not the problem yeah young lady miss, that's not the issue yeah miss fine who establishes that she has issues she is such a like the way she portrays that character though as Mm. like a high school teacher who is too close to her students Mm. like has made very good personal friends with her students which is an empowering thing and i think she's the english teacher which is like classic favorite teacher sort of thing but like i was like oh shoot like i've met people like you Mm. who like have weird like mostly in uni but like people who have like slightly too close relationship to their students and it's not necessarily a negative thing but it is like you put a lot of value in this to make like to make sure yeah. that the kids think you're cool kind of thing yeah. which can often enter yeah really unhealthy stuff like that yeah. where it's like like that's inappropriate she's, she's the bizarro world miss honey basically yeah like <laughs> yeah. and i like give you know giving the phone number to the students that they can keep in touch afterwards is like you know what that's not allowed in the rules, but also I kind of get it because yeah. they're, they're graduating and stuff. But I know a lot of actively who... going to the party yeah. and or then joking sleeping, about it, sleeping like, with Theo. Mm, wouldn't it be funny? It's like no, it actually would be very weird. This is not your moment. Yeah, and like it... it was. I didn't find it that funny. I'll be honest. No, like, it's yeah, not. no, it was very uncomfortable. I was like, mm. um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because I feel like so many like high school movies have. Mm especially any from like the mid 2000s well oh god forbid the 90s um so many of them have really dubious stuff Mm. um mostly sort of perpetrated by men things like the classic like Mm. panty raid of like the 90s like what the hell was that Mm. but it it is kind of disappointing that even in a female directed mostly female-led feature film Mm. there's still like this weird student um, teacher thing that's yeah. considered like sexy like obviously the young student is he's the one who's like thinks it would be hot but she's a grown adult yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter how lonely and how boring her life is clearly. and also like it's she, just creepy like she uses him yeah she has yeah, no yeah. interest in that that relationship <laughs> continuing um and it's just like absolutely wouldn't have flown had it been 
gender reverse. No, and I think it was no. another thing they tried to flip, and it was like no one needs to flip that. Yeah, that's actually just an inappropriate relationship that's just a bad, at all yeah. times, no matter the context, no matter yeah. who is, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a bit disappointing, and I'm glad it's like not a massive part of the film. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so frustrating when it's there at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause he's so. such a lovely character as well. Like I really like him. Yeah. As, as like a when he sees him, he starts desperately undoing his braids. Yeah. Like I think, <laughs> I think if he, if he tried and it hadn't worked, we'd all have been like, that's the thing that happens. People yeah. have crushes on their teachers. She's mm. clearly a very attractive person. But the fact that there was like follow through and mm. she made a really bad decision, mm. um, is yeah. just disappointing <laughs> speaking of the third and final party um amy amy got to get with a girl Woo! wasn't that nice and it was hope who, 10 whole seconds yeah hope who'd been like such a bitch to her in class and then mm. they they hook up briefly and then that's that's not the whole you think it is <laughs> very followed very quickly by a vomit which Classic. honoring that high school film thing there has to be a vomit scene yeah um but Ellen, I don't know about you. I don't know how to feel about Hope and Amy having that scene at the end of the film. Yeah, it's a bit... It's, that, that whole relationship was a bit weird. And like even the making out was a bit awkward and soulless. And I don't know if that was a directing mm. choice or just the, mm. the thing between the actors or not. Like That final scene between them was like fine. But I'm like, I feel like she might come crash on her couch in Botswana and then... Mm. I don't know if that's going like, to evolve into anything. I mean, because it yeah. was from the perspective of like wanting things to be well for Amy because she's one of the protagonists and yeah. also just a great character who I, re I really liked, Amy and Molly. Mm. I just think they're, they're great. I'm glad that her first sort of experience like that with, with another woman wasn't just she got kicked out of the bathroom for vomiting and that was it. They never spoke again and it was very negative. Oh, yeah. Mm. That would have been desperate. Yeah. Like I, I kind... I, I kind of see why they've done that. But at the same time, it was like... You kind of wish it wasn't her. I wish it was someone kinder. Yeah. And nicer. Like Rather some than other we're going to tie up all these narrative threads. <laughs> but then again... I just don't like it when mean people get rewarded. As yeah. if that's like, oh, you're being mean to me and yeah. I'm upset with you. And that suddenly turns into yeah. like... If Hope... We're kissing UST. now. Yeah. Like, that's such a terrible start for everything. Yeah, if, if Hope can get a Botswana booty call in the future, but... <laughs> But Amy's parents can't have that lovely dinner with, with her and her best friend. Then no one gets rewarded properly. Yeah. Morality means nothing. Yeah. They were snuggling into that bed, despite the fact it probably smelt weird. Like, they were... Yeah. Oh, terrible. They were... Yeah. It's... I guess maybe those little moments of dissatisfaction, again, tie into the fact that the whole high school experience is, is a sham. And I think... And can be very dissatisfying. Yeah. And, and I, that lots of yeah. teenagers pick people who don't deserve their affection. Mm. Like if she, yeah, if she'd been like thinking yeah. properly and, you know, she's got all of this like strong woman mantra behind her of like, you know, your value, you know, your worth, don't mm. let anyone talk down to you. Mm. She's kissing someone who's like genuinely bullied her and like talked down to her and been mean. Mm. Um, but like teenagers do that. Yeah. Yeah. Teenagers are stupid a lot of the time. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. Would you guys like some trivia about Booksmart? Sure. Yeah. Okay. There's not a lot, uh, which surprised me, but we, we have found some on IMDb. So all of this trivia is sourced from IMDb. If it's not true, don't blame me. And uh, the first bit of trivia is backing up something that you said earlier, Anna. Um, Olivia Wilde, as director, did indeed encourage uh, Caitlin Dever and 
Beanie Feldstein to spend time living together uh, to build their rapport. They lived together for 10 weeks as roommates. Oh, wow. That's solid. I thought it was shorter than that. That's great. Mm. And uh, it, it did come across. Uh, Olivia Wilde also encouraged her cast to rewrite any dialogue for their characters if they felt it was inauthentic. That's good. Yeah, I you, did. You I, wish more directors would do that for teenagers. Yeah, mm. yeah. The language did come across as being pr- pretty authentic, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, still authentic to like a few years ago because things change so fast now with like mm. internet mm. slang. But mm. there's nothing that dated in it, which I think is pretty mm. impressive for the mm. era. Yeah. Uh, in one of the interviews uh, that are extras on the DVD release of this film, Billy Lord says that for the scene where her character Gigi dives off the side of the yacht, uh, Lord was at first quite game to do the stunt herself. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the producers told her that it would usually be executed by a professional stunt woman because of the danger involved. When they told Lord that one of those dangers was that the water she would be diving into was so dirty that she would need to wear a tampon to protect herself from infection. Oh, what the hell no. That helped lead Lord to accede to the idea of the stunt person. Oh, Los Angeles, you're dirty. I know. That's, oh. that's some, I mean, I was never going to live in America, but... Definitely not LA. Los Angeles. LA now, is dirty. Yeah, as, as someone who doesn't have a vagina... Um, and mm. also as someone who doesn't swim in open bodies of water that often, I'll be honest, I wasn't aware that that was potentially an issue. Yeah, uh, no one's yeah. ever told me that. Mm. I've never... Look, we live in a place that has, like, a nice river and nice beaches I mean, and stuff. I mean, I did swim in the Swan once next to the bell tower mm. off a friend's boat as a teenager. Wow, what a wild life. <laughs> My life is more similar to this than I realised. Um, and I did... When I got out, I did feel tingly all over. Mm. It didn't feel particularly clean, but there's also lots of jellyfish in that river. There so are a lot of jellyfish in that river. Touched by look, jellyfish. It's not as bad. It as didn't like, feel great. It's but not like, as bad as like the Yarra in Melbourne, which is just like a disgusting. Or the <laughs> Brisbane, the river in Brisbane is absolutely feral. It is just so yeah. awful. So mm. like our river is quite nice. I have never been in a body of water. I've been like, I'm going to get a UTI from this. Yeah. But it would make sense that if you were jumping off a boat into like water anywhere in or around Los Angeles, you would probably get like 10 STIs. Mm. Let's be real. Cool. That's okay. Los Angeles yeah. is real dirty. Um, I, I really want to know if that was like a genuine medical professional opinion or if they just, or didn't just want being Lord. like we're so worried about this yeah we Quick. just need to protect you yeah we have to make up something <laughs> yeah. T- tell the water's got herpes just don't anything. do it billy is this like george lucas trying to tell her mom like there's no, there's bra- no bras in space <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> the river has chlamydia like, stay away has- stay away yeah. we need you for other shoots you can't yeah. break a leg doing this speaking oh. of billy lord uh the screenwriter kate silberman said that um lord was so impressive in her role as Gigi that extra scenes were written specifically for her <laughs> and added into the film. Amazing. Maybe that's why she keeps popping up everywhere. Yeah. It was probably the actors being like, what, what are you doing back here? Oh <laughs> Billy Lord, you're not meant to be on set today. I'm here now. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did a great job. She's very funny. Yeah. I think she was my favourite part of the film, to be honest. Oh, yeah? I would have loved to have just followed her the whole time. I, I feel like she would have lost some of her charm. If we knew what was actually going on, um, we've 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 manic pixie party girl. I, I do appreciate that when she's not the one who reveals that she has a troubled life. I mean, you see someone like that, and you go, "Hey, maybe everything's not like mm. been completely stable for you." 
But it's Jared who says like, yeah, yeah. she's like pretty sad. But she's really loyal and a great friend to me. And, and Jared does seem like a really genuinely good friend. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So. I mean, I think it sort of follows in like the trend of like Molly and Amy actually not being very close to these people and having mm. a fairly like basic judgment on them mm. that we actually as the viewer never get close enough to Gigi to like have her say like, mm. well, I'm really sad because mum and dad are never around. Like, it's not that. It's just like, mm. yeah, you get it. Mm. Yeah. rich kids in LA like it's mm. not always going to be great yeah oh yeah um Bernie Feldstein is related sorry, Beanie Feldstein sorry I read <laughs> Bernie Sanders is in this film uh no right, um, I'm once again asking you I'm once again asking you the IMDb trivia properly Stephen <laughs> sorry <laughs> let me try that again <clears throat> Beanie Feldstein is uh Related to Superbad um, star Jonah Hill. Uh, they are siblings. There you go. And it really comes across in certain facial expressions. It's very good. There's like photos of them together at um, red carpets and stuff. And yeah. It's great. It's yeah. like, oh. And I just think it's great. They're like, oh, you, you did a teen comedy movie that was the hit of the year? <laughs> Me. <laughs> so did I. Well, mine was better. Mine had Dancing Cops. Yeah. Well, mine had a bloody uh, very dangerous swamp water that can give you a UTI <laughs> watch out <laughs> they're both such great actors as well mm. like I find yeah um, Beanie's performance in this like really compelling yeah. especially the fight between her and um, like between Amy and Molly is yeah. like pretty devastating to watch like it's fa- a, quite a realistic like um, mm. escalation in the fight like yeah. it doesn't just go from like well I'm going to you know I'm going to Botswana mm. to get away from you it like really ramps up in a way that is quite like impressive yeah. to watch and the fact it's all done in one shot mm. of from from uh, Amy getting out of the water as well and searching through that house and then finding um, Molly and just like the way the sound cuts out at a certain yeah. point. Because what they're saying is no longer important. The, the Are they going to say anything there. hurtful at that point? Yeah, yeah. it's just mm. over the top. And you pointed this out as well, Anna, as we were watching it, like just the, the little out of focus lights of phone cameras coming up because they yeah. were starting to record such a devastating consequence in movies now i feel like i've seen it in something else where it goes from oh no this is going to affect their relationship temporarily mm. or this is going to affect the situation like right now for these people in this room to oh shoot everyone's going to see this yeah. this is going to affect them forever mm. um is yeah quite a devastating like modern consequence to bad behavior in public or you know like mm. something yeah bad happening in public yeah um the final bit of trivia is to do with um um, the, the actors Beanie and uh, Caitlin um, in the film Amy is gay and Molly is straight and in real life they are the opposite uh, mm. in real life Beanie Feldstein is queer and Caitlin Dever is straight and classic switcherer yeah I, that's cute yeah I, I read that and I was like oh, okay and then watching the film I was like I, I do wonder how much of like their own lived experience they used to inform the other's portrayal of mm. playing someone who was either queer or straight. That is interesting, especially as they lived together for so long before that. Yeah. Mm. Also, this is a revelation. I am um, very much married, but the chance that I, like the ability that I may have a chance with Beanie Feldstein is very exciting to me. Mm. <laughs> I personally think she's fantastic, but yeah. obviously very... too late, but good to know. Yeah. No, it's good to know. Very expressive <laughs> eyes, as we were saying. Huge eyes. Yeah. And just orbs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just huge eye mounds. <laughs> She's got huge tracts of eyes. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> no. So, uh, all that's left for us to do is to score the film. And Ellen, you get to go first because it was your first time watching Booksmart. Sure. What would you give it out of ten? Uh, I'm going to give it six terrifying Los Angeles mega mansions out of ten. <laughs> yeah, we basically had that many. Yeah. Those houses are t- very big. Yeah, and weird. And, mm. uh, yeah. Americans are weird. Mm. Because Los Angeles are very weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Oh, uh, what about yourself, Anna? Um, probably eight ayahuasca strawberries out of ten. Mm. Um, yeah, it's one of those movies that in so many ways I don't relate to at all. So many experiences that are completely alien from Australia from my like personal experience. Mm. But um, yeah, I just dig that friendship and that, that main duo. I think yeah. I could just watch them do anything really and really enjoy it. Yeah, I... I really enjoyed those characters and I enjoyed a lot of this film. It, it is very funny. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's just that little niggling thing in the back of my head where it's like, but something's not quite right. I think if you have to keep saying, it is a very funny film, then yeah. there's probably something in the execution or like the, yeah. everything is brought together like that doesn't like yeah. quite hit for you. And, so you know, I get yeah, that. and I think, that's, I think that's what it was for me as well. Mm. Yeah. A little bit. And, you know, in fairness, I'm not really the target demographic. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, it, it, it is a, good film mm. but maybe my expectations were a bit raised because of how positively other people i know have responded to mm. this film mm. um and i do seem to remember that reviews at the time were very positive for this film and i can see why it's like it's it's a really good attempt at this sort of story i, I mean i'm st- I can't oh, sorry. think of any of the films that are kind of like this as well like i've not watched anything like this exactly like this mm. before like mm. most of the other like teenage girl films are either like really super hardcore mm. Or they're like little fluffy sort of mm. things. That's what I was about to say. There really is nothing like this. Mm. Like I was about, like when I if I was sixteen, seventeen, I would have been obsessed with this. Mm. The closest I think women of my generation have to this movie is Mean Girls. Yeah. Which um, you know, is, written is by Tina Fey has a lot of her comedy in it, but also has some really yeah. pretty messed up stuff as well. Yeah. Um, it's probably not as like positive generally yeah and super bad i think is a movie that was really aimed towards teenage boys Mm. and what teenage boys find funny yeah um what everyone finds funny but it's still kind of specific Mm. to that experience Mm. so i think it is pretty original and as someone who still watches movies that are aimed at teenagers um (laughs) um and not always relating to them but having a good laugh all the same this is definitely like unique Mm. and I, i really appreciate that it's available to young people growing up today. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would probably have to give this film um, seven condom water balloons to the face in extreme slow motion out mm. of ten. Mm. Um, that was quite fun. That felt like a credits thing. And I think really tied into the fact this is a very colourful film. Like mm. the, the it use is of colourful. Colour and um, just interesting little film techniques. Like we almost had a moment like from The Shape of Water where... She, where um, she, oh, she's going th- in, the, in the pool. Uh, no, I was actually thinking when Molly walks into the party and sees Nick and they have that little dance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like um, bloody what's-her-face. Um, Eliza. Yeah, and seeing the, the mm. fish monster and they have their, their dance sequence. <laughs> so that was probably better show. That was a much better dance sequence. <laughs> yeah. The choreography was much better done, but that's a whole other kettle yeah. fish. If you start me talking about the choreography in that little... I like the fantasy sequence. It was well-framed, but it was very clearly like, okay... If we make them spin a lot, then they'll look like it's more complicated than yeah. it actually is. We didn't see their feet. We had a bit of contemporary <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you didn't see their feet at all. Mm. Like, you, 
at least at least when they put Channing Tatum in that other movie where they had terrible Foley for the tap dancing. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, that's the one. At the very least, like, you know, mm. he, he obviously had done some tap training. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. He wasn't great, but like, mm. he was fine. Yes. Anyway, that brings us to the end <laughs> of our review of Booksmart. Anna and Ellen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thanks. You're so welcome. Thank you. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. We've still got a couple of films to go in our uh, Women in Film Month here on the Cinema Catch-Up Club. So if you want to hear them, subscribe. Uh, We can be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Just give it a little like, a subscribe, a download, whatever you want to do, and you'll get a new episode each and every week. We are available on Patreon as well. Give us money, please, uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, You can contribute, get some extra bonus goodies here and there. And there is our Facebook page. Um, we can be found there for extra information, upcoming um, film polls, that sort of thing. Just search for us at uh, Facebook. Uh, just find us. We are the Cinema Catch-Up Club there. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.